0: Welcome to the BS Gamers Podcast. I am your host, Chase, and with me today, my brilliant co-host, Quinn. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing good. I'm doing good. We're an informative bi-weekly podcast, if you don't know, and we focus on gaming news and discussions. On Mondays, we go over the news for the week covering everything gaming without the BS. And on Wednesdays, we pick up a juicy topic or maybe a review to cover and give our half-informed opinions.
0: Yeah, and we have a special podcast episode today we're going to be doing our first review well our first review to to air (laughs) Uh, we're going to be doing cuphead and if you don't know cuphead it's basically a 1930s reimagining of cartoons so if you ever watched a betty boop or even superman way back when it first started Uh, This is their reimagining of those cartoons into one single video game. So how's this going to work? We're going to be basically going through some of its development history. We're going to be going through some of its graphics, its story, its gameplay, pacing and design, and then followed by sound, replayability, and then we'll give our conclusions to it. How do we feel about it? We're going to go through some of the positives and negatives. You know, it's going to be a beautiful review. What do you think, Quinn? It's
1: going to be a wild ride. And if you have opinions about how we should do reviews or you want to either maybe hear the conclusion up front so you don't have to listen to the entire <laughs> review, you can tweet us at BS Gamers Podcast on Twitter and let us know maybe a better format for how to do reviews. We're always willing and listening. But the one thing we would ask is that if you really appreciate us putting our time into things like this, you leave a review. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you are, please. It helps a ton. Chase and I are a small podcast team. We're a very small podcast, and each review really helps a lot more than you know. So now
0: it's time for our review. Are you ready to jump into it? Yeah. So I didn't know too much about the development of this game until I really started researching it. I kind of knew that this game existed beforehand and it it did really well uh, back in 2017 when it came out. Um, but So I found out that these two guys, it's uh, Chad and Jared Moldenhauer. So they're both brothers. So that was already interesting. So they had the same, I guess, love and passion, you could say, for wanting to build a cartoon game from the 1930s essentially. So they started up a studio called MDHR, which is basically I don't know how you would call it like an acronym of their last name. Is that what you would say?
1: Yeah, Moldenhauser or Moldenhauer but MDHR, yeah.
0: And so actually they had an idea to start Cuphead or at least some form of it before 2013, which is when it was first announced. Uh, to be that when it was in production they actually wanted to start it back in 2000 but they just didn't have the experience or the ability at that time to do something as extravagant and complicated as this game and this was back in 2000
1: then yeah yeah 13 years of practice to make yeah
0: and if you look into some of their history uh, they did become, anim- uh, designers of, uh, background animated, animating. They did other things outside to prepare to make this game, but pay the bills. Yeah. yeah. In order to, they didn't, they didn't officially learn how to do coding and design games. They did it all on their own, you know, similar to like, if when we used to try to learn unity, which this is what they did it in, in order to make games, you you know, going through the tutorials and stuff. So I'm wondering if they went through the same BS, but way, way deeper.
1: (laughs) Right. Actually tried and gave a shit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so one of the things that they were trying to do with this game is they were trying to make an homage to, you know, the 30s, the 20s and the 40s type of artwork and design And so, like, you had these things called, like, rubber house animation – excuse me, rubber hose animations for their artwork. And so what that basically means is that, like, if you ever saw, like, the, like, spaghetti legs or, like, these, like, movements that are, like – really noodle arms. Yeah. yeah. That that was, like, a really big thing that started in the 20s and started popping up a lot further in things like Betty Boop, um, Coco the Clown – what was the other like one? Like Olive Mickey Mouse. from Popeye, yeah. Um, yeah. So you you would see these structures, and they actually were inspired by these um, uh, studios known as I God. This name is so hard to say. I think it's called Fletcher or Fleischer. I, mm. I can I can never get it. But they were the ones who started Popeye. They're the ones who started um, uh, Betty Boop, which you'll later see in like that M uh, rated. TV show. I don't know if you ever watched it, Quinn. Uh, it had uh, Ling Ling and Betty Boop along with some other characters, and it was to like make fun of a lot of the old characters back then. No, I haven't. No, have to, no. Uh, I'll have to remember the name later. But anyways, uh, a lot of these uh, structures that you you see, like that in the game, you you're playing with a teacup character, and right. you'll see in like Walt Disney, they had very uh, people like animals. I think that's what you call anthropomorphized. Is that the yeah. right word? And so they had that style, but like Flesher, uh, or Flesher, um, they had uh, human characters and they wanted to animate those type of characters. So they kind of like took both of those, those ideas because you'll see bosses in this game where they're anthropomorphized, but then you'll see a lot of like these type of human or, like, ideas in the game as well. Like right. They're,
1: the they're not just weird, abstract uh, beings. There are some, like, more human-looking things with just, like, their heads swapped into something yeah. else.
0: And one interesting thing about Cuphead, uh, like, the inspiration where they got this from, they said they got it from a 1936 Japanese propaganda animated for, for the
1: the character of cuphead yeah. specifically
0: i mean so basically it was its basis though like this was their the idea they saw the teacup had like basically morphed into a tank and we kind of see this type of idea not the tank part but like it turns into a plane cuphead so you can right. kind of see a lot of the the parallels and connections from from their inspiration
1: right how they they saw that propaganda piece from japan and were like oh I, this could be an interesting game mechanic right
0: and um one of the things that they were shooting for and i think they did beat it um for the number of bosses in the game it might right. be for a more specific category but they did beat the guinness book they, they, they did get recorded in the guinness book of World records for most bosses. for number of bosses yeah. in a game yeah yeah and then as after this kind of like midway to their development. So this is kind of like the before, kind of like the precursor. As mm. they were making this, this is really ridiculous. So their wife, uh not their wife, that'd be weird. Uh one of uh <laughs> one, one of the, the th- brothers' wives. One of the brothers' wives, uh Marijah, um, basically helped produce this game and she had to quit her job in order to to help with it. Um she worked, I think, in some like financing firm and they actually had to remortgage their house to finance the game. So they went all the all way in. to make sure They pretty that this much game went happened. all in,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't know when exactly they did this, but they probably at some point were like this game is really going to be something and uh they they sold everything, you know, away essentially in order to do this. And it did pay off. They actually sold over 4 million copies
1: right well the thing is too is that i bet so when they announced in 2013 cuphead became like one of the most hyped indie games because of its art style specifically and in a weird way like the whole game came from the art style right that that's what made the game that's what inspired to make the game and that's like i i knew about cuphead back in 2013 as well Like it was instantly when they announced it and showed some of their animations and how they were all hand drawn, to look like nineteen thirties, forties, fifties. Like people were on board already, so I I'm pretty sure they knew that they were gonna sell copies. Maybe not four million copies, but I know they knew they were gonna sell some copies. They were at least gonna make money. (laughs) Yeah, they were at least gonna make their money back. So. Maybe that helped make it a little bit easier to remortgage their house.
0: Yeah, and, and now they're thriving really well. They have a 19-man team at uh, MDHR Studio. Um, so And they're going to be continuing making uh, DLC even for this game, in fact. And they're going to have a TV show for this. So, potential TV show.
1: Now, a lot of these TV shows get announced for Netflix, but some of them never haven't, happened. actually happens. But yeah, I think this one's
0: likely. I think this has right. a
1: lot of good potential to be
0: a TV show, especially right. when we go into the story and the graphics and how this how this works. It, it makes right. total sense why this could be a great TV show.
1: Inspired by TV shows, it, it converted back into TV show, it mm-hmm. might work. I wonder how. And this is a little bit side tracking from the game itself, but because the game was hand drawn. I wonder if they will hand draw it for Netflix or if Netflix will try and save money and just use an animation software. Ooh. um, It'll depends how much
0: they're going to give, I guess, right. the studio to do it. Because, yes, it does take a lot more time to
1: hand draw. Right. It, it took them 13 years to make a game. Essentially. I yeah.
0: I, I mean, they did more or less. Right, no, they There, actually there were was other things going on
1: in those 13 years. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um and so yeah we're gonna
0: see a new DLC coming out in 2020 calling called Delicious Last Course we're gonna possibly see a TV show coming up by Netflix and a really fun idea um, Elon Musk uh, with Tesla has been trying to get Cuphead into their car
1: so right. in addition to just getting Unity as a engine into the car cuphead was was demoed on a tesla vehicle
0: yeah you can listen to one of our episodes where we kind of talked a little bit about this it's it's such an interesting i it's so funny that it happened to be cuphead and this happens to be the game we're first reviewing like it's so relevant in the news uh this game and i'm really hoping that they pull off this tv show as well because uh it would be something really fun to watch i think
1: right even though it's two years old it's still being talked about which is interesting yeah
0: all right, is there anything else you want to add to some of its uh, the game history about this game? Or do you think... We're no,
1: I think it's graphics? time to start reviewing it.
0: All right. So we're going to be starting with graphics. And so, as I mentioned earlier, this is uh, a kind of like 30s and 40s-like um, TV show, but made into a game. So uh, there's these tv shows like betty boop which had a lot of um really fun little animations where like if you watched an episode you would see like the clock uh i guess do some like wacky moves
1: and have like the clock a, would have eyes and a mouth yeah. and the nose where the hands and the hands would wiggle around that sort of stuff
0: yeah and then like i was just watching an episode of betty boop just to kind of get an idea of like where these inspiration was coming from yeah. and i happened to see um where they kind of got their their devil guy from it was in that episode i was like wow that looks Mm. exactly like the devil that they used in the game Mm. um and so uh when i don't know how to i I might leave this to you to kind of go into the nitty-gritty detail for the graphics but yeah it is essentially a 40s cartoon where you see like even the lines um about like you know when you had the right so film film film
1: grain they put like a a uh a film grain filter on top I think you can actually turn it off the menus but the there's a film grain f- uh, filter on top of the visuals themselves to sort of mimic the old aged look of these old cartoons even though when these cartoons aired they were probably pristine but just how we view these co- cartoons now being in the future I guess yeah. uh, we can only view them with this aged look on them because they are old film roles that uh, have been damaged over the course of time. So it's interesting they have like a sort of damaged film grain on top of the gameplay itself. So it feels like you're playing an old cartoon as well.
0: And maybe I'll go in a little bit more into, I guess, some of the bosses and like what they look like so like i remember finding a bumblebee essentially Mm -hmm. and then like he would transform into a airplane right and i think that that was just crazy like that was their idea of being able like okay it needs to fly what's something a bee the queen bee can turn into that would make sense kind of and they they had him turn into an airplane to to battle and so uh you would also get like uh, there was like the very first boss you fight and you fight a potato, a carrot, and a an onion. And right. like uh, some of the ways that they kind of did the design but like relates to the graphics is that uh, an onion, you would cry, right? And so what they use is they would use like droplets for you to avoid in the battle. And... The onion
1: would cry and you would have to avoid his tears.
0: Exactly. And I thought that was just like, wow, that's like they really tried to i guess um, really push the idea of like okay what makes sense but like you wouldn't what
1: what fits the theme but is still kind of ridiculous yeah
0: and you yeah. know that that was just that was just really cool of them to be able to do to something like that
1: honestly they're this game Beyond just all the animations being hand-drawn, beyond all the animations themselves, like, the creativity in this game and how it looks and how, like you said, bosses, um, how, like, the theme of a boss will stay consistent as it's, like, transforming into multiple things, or even the idea that a boss should literally animate from a bee to an airplane or a genie into a coffin or weird stuff like that, is just so creative like that they're able to do this consistently across um bosses over and over and over again is really cool
0: yeah and uh honestly like if i had to say i i'm having trouble trying to come up with graphic wise what are the negatives for this game i don't know if you yeah, I honestly can't think of any. <laughs> there, there are I,
1: the, I think that because the game was inspired by, like, it started with graphics first, right? Like they they had a an aesthetic they liked and wanted to run with, and they made sure that was a hundred percent solid.
0: And they they used watercolor backgrounds for for right. like each frame. They they really took their time. Like I was reading some uh, reading one of the articles, and they said like. I don't know if it was each frame, but they would take like a week for each frame. And that's probably working full time, you know, going through and making the backgrounds. And that's a a lot of work. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's ridiculous. Uh, Even the animations themselves, like to to stick to the old timey theme, the animations are drawn in a way where they have to physically draw 24 frames of each animation per second. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in itself, like beyond, let's say, using an animation software. Animation software, you can move the frames around so the timing looks right. But when you're drawing individual frames, you don't really have that luxury to to do that because it's going to take you more time to actually draw more frames. So they had to kind of like plan this all out in their heads. And not only that, the game will play the animations at 24 frames per second despite the game playing the engine itself running at 60 frames per second, which is interesting in its own right because what that means is that a, a single frame that they drew will play for two frames within the game. Then the next frame they drew will play for three frames and then the next frame will play for two frames and it keeps going mm-hmm. back from... 2 to 3 to 2 to 3 to 2 to 3 to basically keep up with the 60 frames per second. But what that also means is that the animations will play and appear to be 24 frames, even though you can move your character and projectiles will come at you at 60 frames per second. So it, it feels smooth, like 60 frames, but the animations still feel old and 24, uh, 24, which is like interesting that they figured out how to do that to begin with.
0: I'm wondering if they ever thought about making a Cuphead 2, like, wouldn't that make this really difficult to be able to emulate again? Like, they couldn't really take, is that, does this mean, like, they can't take the ideas of their animations to continue on? Does that make sense? What I'm do you not... mean,
1: like, reusing assets? No, they can reuse assets. They can reuse the assets, okay. Yeah, they're, they're they're in a game engine at this point. They're, they're objects that they could just swap over to another game if they wanted. And you're they're going to be reusing assets for the DLC. Okay, yeah, of course. Um
0: it just to me it seems like if they have to make new stuff essentially they have to be extremely on point with how they they did this idea cuz based on the pattern that you were telling me but right. i i don't know enough information i don't
1: okay. No the the engine deals with the 232 two issue okay the all they have to do is input the frames into like a sprite i'm assuming and then the the engine will play that sprite two frames three frames two mm-hmm. frames three frames um and plus like we said there is no negatives they literally got all the the look and feel and animations of this game 100 percent on point i'm sure they could do it again <laughs> like with more experience and knowing how to do they probably were doing things inefficiently at first for cuphead mm-hmm. and then by the end they were probably pros so if they made a cuphead 2 it'd probably go a lot faster but um one other thing or I guess a few other things I want to mention before moving on to the next category um, is that they actually have alternate film modes to view the game in. They have a black and white mode to mimic old black and white cartoons, which obviously makes the game insanely difficult because we're going to talk about how there are color mechanics in the game. Um, yeah, right. And then there is a two strip color mode which mimics like old, old, like, I don't know if it was Technicolor. It might have been Technicolor. Like a Technicolor look, and it p- applies that filter the, to the game. Sort of like old, old Disney movies where colors weren't exactly, like, green or blue. Like, they were all kind of mixes of blue uh, blue and red, sort of. And what that the two-strip color filter what it it did in back then in film was that they would have two strips of film filming with different filters on them and then they would glue them together and that would create all of the colors um you would see in a movie or a tv or animated film and so would that
0: that create like bleeding or something like that where things kind of look
1: more watercolory and um yeah they're like softer because they're not you can't get really saturated like green or blue like you can't get really defined colors so it's kind of faded looking i think it looks really cool and but the problem with these two modes is you basically this game is hard and we haven't talked about that yet but this game is really difficult and to unlock these visual modes which arguably don't do anything to the game uh you have to do some pretty crazy things i really tried difficult i really, i tried
0: to do it just a, a few minutes ago um on invincibility mode. If essentially you have to do it to at least get the black and white mode. And you had, you you have
1: to have an invincibility
0: power up. Yeah. And in order to get that invincibility power up, uh, you have to, you essentially do certain things we'll talk about later, which is difficult in itself. And then you can't kill any of the
1: monsters. Right, you have to play through all of the run-and-gun levels on Pacifist, or, or I believe a majority of the run-and-gun levels on Pacifist. So to me, that just sounds ridiculously hard, and I tried it, it and it is. <laughs> and then the black-and-white mode literally makes it the game harder. So yeah. you, you have to do one of the hardest things in the game just to make it harder. It's it's a weird, it's a very sadistic game. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the
0: story. So... This game sets off with Cuphead and Mugman, two brothers, who go to see King Dice at his casino, and they're basically making money off of craps. But Cuphead, you start seeing dollar signs in his eyes, he gets super greedy, and then he bets big, uh, way beyond his means, and he gets snake eyes, so if you don't know what snake eyes is, the, the house wins. And then because of that, Cuphead and Mugman beg not to, you know, essentially get taken away because they don't have the money to pay for it. They signed a contract to give their souls to the devil, who is the big boss baddie of not only the casino, but of King Dice himself. And so Cuphead and Mugman say, hey, we'll collect the souls of these delinquents uh, that you want to grab the other souls of, and then we'll bring back those souls and then we'll ask for our freedom back. And so they see, the King Dice says yes, and they go on this journey
1: to fix this. What do you think of this story?
0: So the story is extremely simple, and that's great for this type of game. Most platformers right. are very simple. You go to Super Mario World, uh, where he needs to go and get Princess Peach. You know, he needs to fight Bowser off. Like, it's you don't that need much motivation
1: story. to keep, keep going through the game.
0: Yeah, and I think that's great for this type of game because uh, it's not a very long game, but it can be long if you're not very good at the gameplay and you're going to immediately forget everything if you play this game for like 40 hours. So to have a simple story like this, I think it's a great idea. It's like, I need to collect some souls Let's go do it. And it does remind you throughout the game that you are collecting souls. Cause you'll see like contracts pop up saying like, this is the queen, the queen bee. You have to fight and get her soul, or you need to get the soul of the dancer who with the, uh, I can't remember their exact names, but they're all like funny, interesting names. Right. Uh, or the train uh, with the skull inside of it. So like each, each, uh, each one is you're trying to get a soul. You're getting the contract. You see that you've earned it, and then you get your goal is to eventually get to King Dice and say, "Hey, I got all of them." But here's an interesting thing: if you go through the story, uh, like every other bad—not uh, bad character, but you know, villain, uh, King Dice and the Devil are not happy
1: that you're actually able to collect the souls. Right, they they want your souls, in addition do to everyone else's souls.
0: Exactly, because you're doing work for them, and that's right. what these uh, people are doing essentially. I don't know what kind of work they're doing. Uh, that's a little confusing in this, like inside the game, like looking at the map and and seeing uh, right what within the context
1: are? of the game world, there, things don't really make too much sense. But it doesn't necessarily detract from the story because, like you said, it's so simple.
0: Right. Uh. So they don't want you to do that, and so eventually you get to King Dice, and you, pl- you um, have to essentially beat him in order to move on and fight the devil. So what the point of that is, is that you are essentially going to the head honchos and saying, no deal, I'm going to beat you up for it. Right. So, because they were never going to give away their their contracts with your souls in it.
1: So, what's the best answer is you essentially kill the guy, right? Who owns the
0: contract?
1: Right. You've been you've been working yourself up to the end game, and because the the devil and King Dice were going to screw you over, you just end up having to fight them. Um, one thing that I want to add to the story is that there are little side stories going on kind of like with how I talked about how you can unlock black and white mode by being a pacifist you actually have to do that by talking to a character a turtle off on the side of a pier so there are these little little interesting characters that aren't necessarily boss related or level related or you know you don't have to get their souls and you can't get their souls or just other characters within this world and I think that really adds to the, the story itself. Just like where you are, this really weird uh, place where coins. There, there's a coin man. Turtles are talking to you. All these interesting. There's like a, a barber shop quartet that it, they look, all look like straws or something. Or maybe they're spoons. I forgot what they are. I um,
0: forgot as well. But they're maybe they're peppermints. Were they
1: peppermints? Oh, maybe they're maybe that's what they are. I can't yeah, remember. they could have been like candy canes or something. But yeah, so it's like you have all these interesting characters that aren't necessarily gameplay-oriented. They're just kind of in the world that you can talk to. And, um, they were they
0: were people who were also duped by the King Dice and the Devil.
1: Right, right.
0: So I think that's pretty much it for the
1: story. Do you have anything negative to say about it? Mm, I wouldn't say... I think that the one negative thing for me is that you can play through this game over a long period of time like you were saying and the story kind of fails those people. Like if you if you're fighting these bosses, right? And you keep dying and dying and dying. There's nothing to really push you forward and motivate you to continue, because yeah, okay, you're the the point of the game. And a lot of like a lot of people going into this game are going to know that the story isn't the point of the game. The point of the game is that it's a hard game. There's lots of bosses, animation is awesome, and that's you're, that's what's motivating you to continue. But for the person who's not really like you've been staring at the same animations for a couple hours. The, it would be nice to have something in the story to motivate you to keep going. Besides, like, you're killing these people for their souls, you know?
0: Do you have, like, kind of, like, a idea or, like, a different game that kind of represents that, where if you die, it motivates you to want to continue? Like, well, I think I What I'm thinking what of is, is that they're
1: maybe having a little more story like having story beats right like where yes the ultimate goal is to get the souls etc but maybe like having sections where okay you've you've gone through a sixth of the game here is like a little bit more or maybe here's like one of those side characters but having those side characters have a a little bit more story instead of like a few lines Mm. to read through like having little breaks that you can be like oh okay this is I'm getting back in the story after I've played this boss for four hours. Now I can like get back into the game. Okay, I can kind of see what you're
0: saying. Like, because they only have about three, maybe four cutscenes in this game.
1: Right, they have the the different islands or isles you go between, and there's kind of like a break in between navigating from one to the other. But I just wish there was like a little bit more, because especially like, what do you do? when you have to so you're just fighting bosses right and you're stuck on these let's say two or three bosses what helps you take a break from that there's no like character to go talk to and kind of have like a story break you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just no you just have to keep hitting your head against the wall <sighs> you, you have to keep fighting these bosses and there's nothing there's no break But like, this isn't necessarily specific to me because I didn't feel like it was too big of an issue, but I could see people who are not very good at these types of games to run into this wall of being beaten over and over again and nothing to really cushion that, right? Like nothing to kind of go step away to within the game world and like talk to characters or something like that.
0: Okay. I can kind of see what you're saying now because... I was about to say, I beat this game in about nine and a half hours, and I didn't have any issues with the continuity of the story and how it was displayed. But then I know that there are uh, other podcasts that I listen to who are trying to review this game, and they're having so much trouble trying to beat the game. And so they're probably going to give it possibly a bad review in the story because they can't get past one boss. Like they've said they've fought the boss for over eight hours. Right, And I, I had similar issues. I did get stuck on a boss for about an hour. For me, that was about my longest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you can scale it based on each person. But, you know, most of the bosses, like, oh, yeah, i beat in 20 minutes. And then some people might take, you know, days. And I did have those issues where I was fighting a boss. I think it was the Queen Bee. That's my most memorable one. Where I had <laughs> to take a break and leave and then come back to it the next day. Because it was so goddamn hard. Right. And so... Yes, I can totally see that there exist discontinuities in the story if you have trouble with these type of platformers.
1: Right. I think w- what I'm actually getting at is that I wish there was a little more side content that wasn't so cup heady. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't so like difficult and just keep playing this until you win. Like maybe um like little mini games that allow you to get coins that maybe can help you buy things because let's say you're not very good at the game and you can't get coins to buy things right but i guess that's getting away from story sticking to story one thing another thing that i think could help and this is kind of getting away from the side content stuff because the side content stuff isn't necessarily a story issue but the thing i would appreciate not that this is I think the game story is good. I think it is... For what the game is, it matches perfectly. Yes. It would be nice, because there are so many interesting characters and interesting bosses, to get a little bit more information on those things. Yeah, you'd
0: wish they were fleshed out more. Yes.
1: Especially since, like you talked about, like the Queen Bee being able to turn herself into a plane or something like that. Why? Like the... Or it would, throughout levels you'll see, or even like the beginning levels where you have flower men running at you, right? Like to get a little bit more um literal story about these sections of the game that are so vibrant and colorful and interesting with their characters would be cool.
0: I wonder if maybe they'll answer this with the next
1: DLC. And so Right. Like have that'll... more like actual like this is this is what this place is. This is who this person is.
0: Yeah. And maybe or if they do someone completely different, they'll go for more like less bosses, but more uh, fleshed out story. But we'll see. I mean, they did really good. So it's really hard to argue that they should can uh, improve on the story. No, no. I Like, like I so said, hard. I think
1: the story matches the game. Like I have no issues with the story, but I'm thinking of ways that they can still improve. Right. like, for something that they could improve, like, if there was a Cuphead 2, what I would appreciate is, like, because they put so much time and effort, like you said, it could take them a week to even do a background, because they put so much time and effort in making these characters, I want to learn about them as someone who enjoys the game, right? Like, as someone who acknowledges they put so much time and effort into this, like, hey, tell tell me how you got inspired by this cat thing or well i guess it's just a cat like who is, who owns this cat right like what is what is the context here mm-hmm. and maybe there isn't any and they could just do some whimsical thing like this is bernie the cat from down uh down the street he fell in a sewer hole and now he's here i don't know you know like whatever okay yeah
0: i can see that and that may and uh we're gonna go to gameplay really soon and i agree with that because we did talk about how like, it kind of doesn't make sense why these characters exist in this world in a sense. Right. And so maybe by adding a lot more story and depth to the characters, you would answer your question. Right. And maybe yes, make a better cuphead too.
1: Well, let's get into gameplay then. All right. So
0: this game is really fun. (laughs) So what it is, it's a run-and-gun platformer. Sometimes. Yes. There are about six, seven missions where it's a run-and-gun. But for the most part, it's boss fights.
1: It's just straight-up boss fights. You get into a level, you're fighting a boss instantly.
0: Yeah. And so that was a very, in itself, interesting concept that they didn't want to do just a a kind of like a 2D side-scroller. Right. uh, Kind of like Super Mario World or... Uh, castlevania where you're actually going on an adventure no this was like from the 3d map not excuse me not the 3d map from the 2d map uh uh, where i think you're looking at it is it called an isometric view where you're just looking at it from above uh you go from point to point and you fight the boss at that point or you do the run and gun portion so it, it immediately takes you to that battle essentially there's nothing right. in between that you're doing. um Well, albeit you might be buying upgrades for your. R- for your you, might, yeah, you might, yeah, you might be
1: talking to someone, but or whatever. But like, like we said, there isn't really, there isn't much outside of the actual levels themselves.
0: Yes. So, trying to go, I guess, through some of them, I think. Maybe our best way to kind of describe this rather than going through every single boss fight is maybe pick some of our favorite ones and some of their mechanics and maybe talking about that. What do you, what do you mm. think, Quinn?
1: Yeah, I think, well, before we get into bosses, I guess some other gameplay things to mention are there, there are coins, gold coins that you can collect. And you essentially throughout.
0: get those from uh, essentially completing the boss on a certain difficulty.
1: No, they're also just gold coins throughout the levels and the run and gun portions. But you get. Coins I believe some the boss. I believe some boss fights that are shoot 'em ups where it's still scrolling, but you're in a plane. Your Cuphead as a plane. I believe there are some coins no. throughout the platform, not platforming, but throughout the obstacle sections of those. Yes,
0: those you pick um, up
1: right and so there are gold coins that you can pick up throughout these levels not not the like boss fight where you're stuck in a arena but the one the, the levels that move or you can move through those right, but there aren't, there sh- aren't
0: really any bosses in those those portions technically
1: not not the run gun sections but like the genie for example where you're in a plane fighting uh the genie as cuphead uh, uh, I believe there's a gold coin in that level but either way, right, there so. are gold but coins, anyways. you can collect them and you can spend the the gold on upgrades and different weapons and different special attacks. You can carry two weapons at a time through each level and you get one special attack. And, and when I played special? it, I did not use my
0: second gun. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to play this as simple as possible. The, the only thing I did do is that you can get some power ups and the one I chose was the charm which essentially Mm. gives you one extra hit point.
1: Right, right. What did you use uh, for for your game? I I think I did the same. I think ultimately health is so valuable in (laughs) Cuphead that it's like, yeah, just give me as much of that as you could possibly do. Um, Because essentially in a lot of areas or even a lot of bosses, I found that I could get so close to the end with like three hits But if I had that extra hit, it like made it so like the stress was definitely reduced by like 25%.
0: And they had other abilities too, where I I believe you had one where you can strengthen your attack. Right. Um, uh, Shoot there. I think there was one where you can, it's not invisible invisibility, but like when you, so you have this dash move that you can use to kind of like, it's almost like a second jump in a sense, but it kind of just moves you horizontally.
1: It gives you invincibility frames, so while you're dashing, you're there's a, a moment of time where you can't take any damage. Right, and I think that that's what that power up was supposed to like. It lengthens. Feed it. into yeah, it's supposed to like you have when you use a dash. Not only is the dash I believe longer, but you also have you're just you yeah, you, you are able to get hit for you that amount of time. For a moment, and so right. yeah.
0: And uh, there are also these, uh, as Quinn mentioned about, he had two different types of guns. You can have multiple types of guns. There's just the normal one, which just shoots a little blue um, uh, bullet. And then you can get like a three, uh, like it's, I think it's like a three-pronged bullet, I guess. Yeah, you it's, like a, it's
1: a shotgun. It, it doesn't really go, it goes maybe two lengths of your body. It, it doesn't go too far. So it's really like if you're up close to a boss, it does more damage.
0: Then there's uh, also this one where it is especially useful against the Green Dragon, which I didn't use it, but it, it would have been useful against him. It does less damage, but what it does is when you shoot it, it comes back the other way.
1: There's also the, the homing shot that might be what it is maybe that's what Um, i'm
0: thinking of and it just looks like it just comes back the other way because it's oh no yeah the
1: homing shot just just homes on enemies that's all it does yeah but it's a lot weaker if i it is it's super weak that that is one of the most frustrating things about this game also we didn't really talk about but going into certain levels you can choose if you want it simple mode or regular mode and that's like the difficulty
0: And once you complete the game, you can
1: go to expert mode, which is really fucking hard. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, I can't even imagine, but I believe like expert mode, they must like up their health or something. I haven't done expert mode, but the amount of time I feel like it takes to kill certain bosses is so (laughs) excruciating. And maybe that's because I don't use the, the damage upgrade, but... Man, sometimes you just feel like your weapons do no damage, especially if you're using like the the homing one or the more shotgun bursty one and the the enemy's like a little bit further away and so you're not hitting all your shots and you're just like standing there with your spamming your gun but it doesn't do anything. Well, there are know.
0: some bosses where if you don't shoot them in
1: a certain spot, it doesn't do right, damage. Right, right, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there are specific zones where you have to well, usually it's like marked with red. Um but yeah it's, I don't al- know. it's
0: usually pretty obvious right right so um but yeah the, this is, this is kind of like the type of style of game it is when you try to dodge stuff you have a very actually small um
1: very yeah your invincibility frames hitbox. are very small and your and, hitbox is also pretty small like yeah, you're saying
0: your hitbox is super small um it's obviously not to the point where it's impossible to play this game like there are some games where if you make the hit boss exactly representative of the character that's usually not a good thing to do because you want to give some leeway for characters to dodge so you'll see like in uh older games especially like super mario world i hate to bring that one up but it's so famous uh you can dodge and sometimes it could even hit your red cap and that won't actually count as a hit because the hitbox right. is smaller than what the animation or
1: the character itself is. The sprite is, yeah. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's... I don't it feel fair. like it's super noticeable in Cuphead. Because it, it feels like if you get hit, you deserve to get hit. And if yeah. you didn't get hit, you you got a little bit of a leeway, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. So, like, maybe going through some of the bosses. Like, some of my favorite ones uh, was the... Uh, Dragon and the ship guy. I don't know if you ever got a chance. to Oh, the to ship fight the guy. Yeah, I don't.
1: I didn't see the dragon, but the ship guy.
0: So I think he's on uh, the second or third aisle. I think it's the third one. And like, so you fight the ship guy. He. It's like a whale. Like the the ship turns into a, a whale at some point. Right. And I think that was just a really great idea. Although well, there's like
1: a whale on uh, lifting the ship up. I think it was like, uh, is like the ship's on was? top of the whale's okay. back. Yeah.
0: And so. Uh, like the guy would shoot out uh, some pellets and then at the same time there was a... The whale um,
1: shooting cannonballs out yeah. of its mouth.
0: There was a barrel like trying to hit you from the top. So There, there was, was a, a shark coming from the coming, left side of the screen. Yeah. So there was a lot of things to keep track of. But one of the things that's nice about this game, except for one detail I will talk about, which is a negative for this, um, is that you know exactly what's happening. So so long as you... Essentially, open your
1: essentially mind's eye. <laughs> if where you, if you have your third eye open, this game is easy, yeah. plebs.
0: I don't want to say easy, but the point, my point is, is that if you see what's happening, you can predict what's going to happen.
1: Right. If when... you if you have if you're in like the flow and you have your like you said your eyes extra wide taped <laughs> open, um, <laughs> it it can feel like you really have control over what's happening. It doesn't but feel sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes if your eyes aren't all the way taped open, <laughs> you're like, "This game is impossible." It
0: is, and this is where actually I have an issue with it, and it's really hard to blame them for this. Right, but there's there is um, some randomness in this game. Right. And one of those is like when you fight the queen bee, it's an, I don't know if it's not a side scrolling, it's up scrolling.
1: It's up scrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have to jump on platforms going infinitely upwards. And
0: so you jump on platforms and you'll start to notice that there isn't actually a um, pattern consistency with the, the, the stair, uh, the, um. What do you call them? Sorry, the platforms that you're standing on. So like when you jump up at first, like they exist in a way where you can jump up to each one, but eventually they'll remove that one. And then you can't jump straight up to the next platform. You have to jump to the side. Right. And why is that important? Well, that means that if there are projectiles that are coming at you, uh, you have to be able to dodge those. And now you just lost an ability to move up. Now you have to move sideways. Right. And so uh, if the shots are coming at more or less random as well then it makes this game quite difficult to keep up with
1: right there are certain like because of the the way the game is designed with rng in mind the there are situations where you can get yourself to a point where there is literally nothing you can do except for get hit right and you might not have known because because of the randomness of the game is that and i don't think the randomness is like it doesn't take away from the game right yeah i don't don't think it's like absurd amount of randomness but there are situations like chase is describing where you're you're strategizing your movement around the the map i guess around the level and then because you made a decision a few seconds ago and you couldn't predict what was coming up in the future you've now screwed yourself and you have to get hit
0: exactly and that is that's the biggest negative thing that it has because at least for me in the the gameplay section is that um rng can fuck you up right and you
1: (laughs) you you feel that too like once you are in that situation where you made a decision two seconds ago to move to either left or right and now you have to get hit you just feel like god damn this game is random right like those are the really frustrating points especially when you're you're doing well but it doesn't matter because a random occurrence happened and now you're taking damage.
0: Um, and then to kind of like talk about it, some of it's positive on this idea. It's not everything is random and it makes it really fun to play this game in that way. Like when you fight the dragon, one of the things it attacks you with is its tail and it comes from the essentially uh, below the clouds. But you can actually, if you get used to the timing which you will because you're going to fight the boss probably at least 10 times per per session uh you can have him put his tail in a certain spot so that it actually doesn't affect your game uh your your dodging of his like fireballs or his other projectiles that he shoots at you and so in this game there are a lot of times where you can force what you want it to be in order to uh um Make this game, I guess, do what you want to do to beat the boss. Does that does that make sense to you, Quinn?
1: Right, like you can manipulate what they're doing so that it's you. Can, you can basically strategize certain bosses. Yeah, what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and so despite the fact that you know there, it, it, like essentially, it's based off of a timer, right? And so you can actually manipulate that as you get used to it. It's hard, <laughs> right? But it's doable, and and so that's it's it gives you this new. I guess it's a different style from other games where you know what the pattern is. This is where now you have to include a timing pattern and you you can get used to that.
1: And right, so and that you can game. manipulate that pattern. Yeah. I think also, just talking about the randomness for one more second, because I almost feel like... I feel like the randomness almost defines Cuphead in a lot of ways because you can't cheese your way through this game. You can't... Playing a boss multiple times doesn't necessarily mean you're going to improve at that particular boss. Like what will get you to the next level is improving at the game as a whole. Right, like your
0: reaction time. Right, like you have to just improve
1: as a player versus memorizing a level.
0: Yeah, and there's, I don't think, at least I don't think there is. There is no place in this game where you can like find a specific spot and that's exactly what you have to do and just play the game like that. No, it's always changing. You know, you can't stick in the same spot. You always have to be moving and you always have to be uh, uh, knowledgeable about what's going to happen next and then also have the reaction time to keep up with it.
1: Right. You you have to I'm I'm sure for speedrunners they might have more information on like yes, actually in this one boss you can stand in this specific area and but not 90% for the plebs. of the What? <laughs> not for plebs.
0: Right. plebs.
1: But yeah, um not for the normal person. Yeah. And I don't know. It's 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 the most frustrating part of the game, but it's also almost the most rewarding part of the game is that if you beat something, it's because you were good. <laughs> yeah, this like, is it, it, a
0: Dark Souls game. It is tough but fair.
1: Right. Even though the Dark Souls isn't necessarily random, but no, I th- the randomness feels almost necessary in Cuphead. What the, I, I I could see them making a conscious decision to include it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It actually starts. Uh, working on your reaction time as a part of the gameplay rather than uh, just knowing what's coming next. Right, And I think that is it is a fun aspect in platform The games.
1: only thing that I would caution is that because it's so reaction time based I, it might exclude a lot of people from playing it. Because I'm, it like in Dark Souls, right, and I don't want to compare this game to Dark Souls at all, but this is just a, an example. Is that if you aren't the best at dodging, you can make yourself a tank. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can find alternate ways to play the game and enjoy yourself. Cuphead you can't. Cuphead you you have to beat the you have to beat the boss or beat the level this way. You have to be good. That's how you have mm-hmm. to do it. There is no exception, there is no hand-holding. If you like the art style but you're not good, sorry, this game's not for you. Right. And I think that that is a fault, but it's also inherently what the game is. Like you, you can't really solve that issue, but it is, I think it's a little bit disappointing because I know a lot of people were so excited for this game. And I'm sure even though the game sold 4 million copies, I'm sure there are very few people who've actually beat this game because I like, agree. I feel like people, <laughs> huh?
0: I agree. This game's fucking hard.
1: Right. And I feel like it, it's a shame that so many people maybe purchase the game but can't appreciate it to its fullest. Potentially me too, because I, I'm I'm not going to beat this game.
0: No, but I did. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> right.
1: Chase beat the game, but I'm not going to beat this game. And it's a little bit sad to me because it's like, this game visually is so awesome.
0: Yeah, you're never going to fight the devil, and he's fucking awesome to play against. Right. He's I've so seen
1: fun. many people play through this game, though. <laughs> and I, I, because I still want to see the visuals, I still want to see the bosses. But it's like, damn, I know there are some people that aren't going to take the time to actually go check out other people beating this game or like watch through the bosses. And there's so much. I can't, it's so hard to fathom that two people made all the art in this game yeah (sighs) it's just insane yeah and
0: i wish you i hope someday you continue it someday maybe in 20 years from now but when my reaction time
1: is five times slower
0: (laughs) yeah it's so satisfying to beat the final boss in this game because it's so difficult and getting the timing down so perfectly oh man it was so satisfying that was one thing why like watching the animations i agree was great but it, it was i felt just as satisfying to get the timing down right for all these bosses
1: yeah it makes you feel like a badass if you yeah. beat a boss especially if you've been struggling exactly all right let's move
0: on to pacing and design so we talked about this a little bit earlier where you know essentially you're just fighting bosses or you have a running gun stage you're just going immediately to them you do have choices sometimes um, unless you're stuck on a boss where you have to beat that one, no matter what. Uh, but there is choices you can fight. If you're having trouble with one boss, you can move to another. If you're having trouble with one stage, um, well, at least for the second and third Island, there are other stages that you can try out as well. Um, the only thing is, as we have been talking about, this has been a, a, a long going, a, ongoing thing you lose a lot of the story if you get stuck on a boss for men- multiple multiple hours
1: what do you think when well yeah i mean that's something i brought up was just yeah. like it it's especially there are some optional sections you can go through but most yeah, you can of the, go the time right
0: which you can i think you get special uh, superpower essentially right if
1: you beat if you go through it um but oftentimes you're just trying to beat that one or two boss to get you to move forward and yeah, and you're
0: fighting him like 30 times 20 times, yeah, or more or yeah more.
1: and like luckily the animations are great so it's like it, visually it's okay to keep going for 30 40 times because there's always something new to notice and but... for the
0: most part like going from boss going and finding the boss again like these bosses only last a few minutes at most so if right. you actually lose in the boss battle usually you die within like
1: about 30 40 seconds so it's it's fast to right go the, from... none of these bosses take more than at least i think like five minutes is like the yeah. max that was the max and like on average i'd say most of them were about two minutes long right so, it's easy to get back into, but I can definitely see if someone's getting frustrated to the point where it's been two, three hours and they can't. Like, that's sort of what I was getting to with the gameplay is that there are going to be people that literally can't beat this game. And, I mean, what are you going to do? After five hours of of fighting a boss, are you going to keep fighting the boss or are you going to do something productive with your life? Yeah. You um, know?
0: I guess the good news about this game is that they do have a simple mode which is a lot easier than the regular mode that it was intended to be played on right so they
1: do have that it's i don't know if it's a lot easier it's still difficult but it's definitely not like kill me difficult yeah um and as you said you have to improve it yourself
0: in this game right but like you you have to
1: improve yourself but spending five hours on a boss i could see someone just like they have every right to quit a game if they're not if they're stuck for five hours um but yeah just even going back to just the design of the game we didn't really talk i mean we talked briefly about how bosses can change stages but pretty much every single boss has multiple stages and something cool about the game is that when you die, it shows you how far along in the boss fight you were and which stage you were at. Yeah, which so is then cool. you
0: know, like, oh, this is where uh, he has the phase change. Uh, this is how much more shots. It doesn't tell you exactly the shots, but it's like, oh, if I just did like a few more times or even
1: like wow i was actually close to the end that's awesome
0: but that one hurts a lot too yeah
1: that one also (laughs) sucks hopefully you get that one like after death three you know and then you're like oh it's actually not that much further yeah um but yeah i think that that was a cool design that they have multiple like each boss has multiple phases and the fact that they show you which phase you're at i think is really cool i think like everything just kind of goes back to the art for me is that Each boss has multiple phases, which means each boss has multiple, multiple animations and multiple, like, costumes, quote-unquote, that they have to transform into. And it just, uh, when I think about it, it, just so much time and effort is put into each one of these levels and each one of these bosses. It's insane. It's so insane. I don't... Like, we have to put people. that much
0: time in other things, Quinn.
1: <laughs> like, it makes me just think, like, man, well, I guess I'll never make a game in my life. <laughs> or, uh, or
0: if we want to, you know, open up to other things, like, well, I guess i'll never be the best uh
1: anything video I'll, I'll never accomplish <laughs> anything in life like if these two dudes ne- they didn't have any programming experience didn't have any th- anything and they're just like yeah we're gonna make this really amazing thing <laughs> out of nothing and it's like well i guess i quit life i i can't do any of that yeah if you think of like uh you
0: played stardew valley stardew valley was a one-man team essentially right right and that game was amazing and how much time and effort i think it took him over 10 years to
1: make. right then the thing is dude i have not even like how i haven't even spent 10 years on anything in my life besides school and that was mandatory like (laughs) god damn how can you yeah you really have to put time and effort you take a third of your life and put it towards something is insane what's and
0: the part that's scary about this and i'm uh, we are getting a little bit off topic about the pacing the design but imagine doing these 10 years of your life into
1: something and it doesn't pan out right which happens all the time it happens there's so many indie games coming out and there's these people (laughs) that don't make a dime off of it and oh my lord It's like when you watch Shark Tank. Okay, this is a huge tangent. If you watch Shark Tank, and like someone has talked, they're bringing their product. They made a new plunger, and they're like, "I've I've dedicated the last thirty years of my life to make the the best plunger available." And then they're all like, "Yeah, this is a dumbass product." You. you, You spent your entire life, you put three mortgages on your home, you're broke as fuck, and you've had all your family donate their money to you. You are a failure. Like, <laughs> they just have to go so, home and like accept that or kill themselves. Jesus.
0: So why did we go on this tangent? The whole point of it was is that their design of this game was perfection in
1: itself. Or even, it might not be perfection, but what it is, is that you can clearly see there has been a ton of love and effort put into this. Every every aspect of the game has, first and foremost, a lot of effort behind it, and it's so prevalent.
0: Yeah, actually I do, I, I forgot to mention something in the gameplay part, which I guess maybe you can uh, relate it to the design. Uh, there was one negative thing I remember about it. I hated the um a way that you had to get down from obstacles which you, you do it by like pressing down X or down A. Are you familiar right. with Right, down jump, about? down yeah, jump, down jump. because uh it felt very clunky actually. Um
1: and It's it's the same mechanic as in all the Super Smash Brothers. i know. Um it's like the typical how to get down from a platform. It but is I do... but it
0: makes you invincible when you do it in Super Smash brothers not in this game. Right. <laughs> it's like you're
1: saying you're upset that you're bad. <laughs> no, but like there yeah. are
0: there was a boss and I never I, I beat the boss, but I never right. figured out how to beat the boss without the RNG uh helping me out. Right. So there was this boss you fight that's a uh, top hat uh rabbit. Right. Um, You fight him when you fight King Dice. And he has this move where he has these skulls, like, fly around you. And then there's a little spot in order to jump through in order to get out. But the problem is it's RNG where that spot is to come out. And so if you're not in a good position to get out of it, you're going to get fucked no matter what you do. You can't. And especially it's very difficult when you're trying to get out of that spot and you have to... um, um, I guess fall down from a platform using the and down then, A
1: and then dash through it.
0: Yeah, because it takes too long.
1: Right. <laughs> and no, so I agree. I, I've had, I, I was on a boss earlier today when we were, I was just like refreshing myself on Cuphead, Um where I felt the same thing. Like I felt like standing on a platform and needing to go down almost always resulted in me getting hit somehow, even right. though because there was no way to just like, I just want to fall instead of making this, like, a an action, right? Like, I want to just go through this platform and keep moving to the right or whatever. But when you down A or down X, um, it's, like, this whole animation. It's, it's like, very short, mm-hmm. but it is it does feel, like, a little too long and clunky. Like, it's not smooth like the rest of the movement in the game.
0: Now, I think this could have been solved with a remapping of the... Um... Keys because there were some keys that you don't really use in this game, mm. but at the same time, this was their choice to make it down A. Right. If perhaps maybe they made it a trigger button, maybe that would I have think it's just difference. it's
1: the most intuitive to be honest. Like it is it's it, been done in so many other games. It just makes sense in it, your brain to do it, especially when you're trying to go down. Right. But I I do see if it's down trigger and then maybe you can jump dash or something that might be easier.
0: It would yeah. It's just a little too clunky. In that very small aspect, luckily in this game, there's only like two places where it really becomes prevalent.
1: It's really specific, yeah. Yeah,
0: where it's an issue, and uh, um, which is essentially the bumblebee boss. That's why I had so much trouble because right. <laughs> you have to shoot down at him, and then the uh, rabbit. Those are the only two places. Other than that, like the
1: game felt fine, and how it was uh, designed when you would play it, right. Uh, something i want to talk about too is that maybe i don't know if you were able to play this but i was able to play the co-op mode um i might
0: have played a few seconds with you once
1: i thought the design of that was interesting i like the fact that when you let's say chase and i were playing and chase dropped his health to zero i could save him by using the same mechanic that's used throughout the game which is if there is a pink object you can double jump on it and it will it it basically either destroys that object sometimes well i guess it it doesn't destroy it it gives gives you you invincibility for that period of time and it builds your um special counter but if if chase died he would go up and he'd have a little pink heart in his chest he'd be a little ghost and i could double jump on that and it would bring him back to life
0: i i can't remember if that actually gave you a card as well if that happened
1: oh i don't know i don't remember if it actually gave you special points or not
0: yeah that would that'd be an interesting thing in itself right um but yeah so one of the things that in this game like everything else is here to mess you up except for those pink pellets so that's right. that's a very specific thing and you can use it to uh as quinn mentioned is get your superpower which essentially makes this game a lot faster to play when you get your superpower
1: it's almost necessary to, to, like, get through bosses without...
0: Especially if it's a hard boss where you do right. not want to go through all their mechanics. You can right. kind of skip stuff by doing this.
1: Especially if you're, you're trying to not necessarily manipulate their movements, but you're trying to get to a point where you don't have to let's say, get to, because I know certain bosses, like, if you can down their first stage quick enough, you don't have to deal with, like, certain bullshit. So, yeah. Like, your goal is, like, hit as many green or pink beans as possible so I can get my special and kill this first stage before getting fucked.
0: Yeah, that was actually what I had to do with Queen Bee because she was such a pain in the ass with so many different styles of, um, uh, I guess projectiles. I had to essentially, um, get my superpower to a certain point and then hit a at a certain time so then I could skip some of the, um, the projectiles bullshit. that I fucking yeah. hated. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to add to pacing and design? Um, or should we move to sound and music?
1: Well, I just wanted to... Like, I, I brought up the co-op thing because I wanted to talk about it okay. for a little bit. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, the That ghost mechanic is... It's interesting because ultimately wherever that person died and you have to save them it can make or break a, a run i guess
0: right because the character i'm oh, not the characters but the enemies get more health when you have two characters well, so it's, not not it's, even that but I mean, there is an incentive to have two players though at, always at all times
1: right there, there's that but i'm just talking about like there is a level of frustration i guess and i don't i i can't i don't know if i want to fault the design or if this design is good that if someone let's say jumps and is on the top of the screen and dies at the top of the screen there will be no way to resurrect them because Mm -hmm. their ghost is already past the top of the screen and i guess or or there's like another thing their ghost dies near the middle of the screen, but there's so much bullshit on the screen you can't get to them, right? Right. And I almost want to say that that design's good just because it fits Cuphead as like being an ass of a game.
0: <laughs> it makes it difficult,
1: <laughs> right? Like, you, you ultimately, it's a lot harder playing co op, I, from my experience, is that because you're focused on your teammate, but ultimately your teammate is can be a hindrance and everything gets more health <laughs> so it's like it just takes even more time and then you both have to be on the same page and you both have to be good at the game or else it takes even longer so it's just interesting i think i just want to bring up that the game has co-op as well so right
0: no no i i agree i agree with you
1: okay so let's move
0: on to sound and music um and i guess we can include their their voices as well because there weren't really There was, like,
1: a... There were, like, sounds that
0: the bosses would make.
1: Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh,
0: When they... Especially when they did phase changes. um, Like, uh, if you fight the Medusa, she, like, starts drowning into the water and then her head uh, gets detached. I think that Mm -hmm. was when, like, electricity starts coursing through because of her eels. She Mm -hmm. has, like, eel allies and then, like, they electrify her. So she was, like, trying to electrify you with her eels. And then the Medusa... Uh, mermaid character um essentially uh gets her head chopped up because of her so oh my god so complicated <laughs> there's so many it's things very like abstract that. yeah it's like Medusa meets mermaid and so essentially you remember from like the Herculean times I think it was Hercules.
1: What is the sound, Chase? Sound she goes ah!
0: Uh, like that that's the point okay that's the, the point, point yeah the point. but sorry i just ugh, the design is so cool where like they took this herculean idea where uh they chop off the um medusa's head and then they can use that in order to stone people right. like they got that idea from that anyways ugh, uh i'm done okay no but, it's it's super cool they're
1: very creative <laughs> they're super good
0: uh the music uh, makes you feel like you really are in a 1930s 1940s cartoon right um they you <laughs> like the sounds that you hear from like how the flowers come down like it's like a like 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 you right. can think about like those bomb sounds that like for uh atom bombs and stuff like that like yeah, they war really war raiding
1: sounds yeah
0: They, they really made sure to like take sounds that, that really felt like they came from old cartoons. Right. Um, I don't remember much of the music though. I know it fit, but I really don't remember much of the music. Like maybe there was like, uh, an old piano playing sound. There there was a
1: lot of music that was, I, I found myself really interested in the music, uh, even after I like decided I wasn't gonna play Cuphead <laughs> anymore, um, but it has a few tracks that are really, I guess, memorable to the gaming community as a whole. Like I've seen, uh, I've seen several like YouTubers and stuff like that when putting gameplay of some other game, they'll have Cuphead soundtrack behind it. Uh, much like how people use Megalomania from, um. Uh, what's undertale
0: name? oh okay 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 yes, from undertale. yes those sounds
1: right uh, like they, there are specific them, right. boss soundtracks that people really resonate with and even from that applies to cuphead as well and i think that because the cuphead soundtrack is so unique and that it's very old-timey classic um big bandy at times or uh what is it called like swing music sometimes as well. Right. Like these older styles of music. It's, it's super cool. Fits the time perfectly. And it just has a very, it just, it fits cuphead perfectly. <laughs> like I, I, I wouldn't expect any other type of music to do as well as the music they made for this game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, there's not much to, for me to say at least, uh, It sounds like uh, you found one more thing about the vintage mode filter. Is that related to the right? So,
1: in addition to having black and white mode and the two strip mode or two stripe mode, whatever it's called, there's also a vintage audio mode um, that you have to unlock by also doing pacifist throughout the the run and gun levels. Yeah, you have to you have to not shoot
0: the bosses. No, you can't shoot or kill anything.
1: You (laughs) literally, there will be a. A boss at the end of a stage and you have to (laughs) cheese it you have to avoid it basically you have to use invincibility mode and just walk through it which is pretty funny um that's ridiculous but yeah they have different music filter oh that's the only music filter i saw um but that's still cool is that they have visual filters and music filters and i don't know i think there's just equally as much love and effort in the sound design as there is in the visual design maybe a little bit less because the visual side is a lot more impressive but i think they really took care to keeping things coherent to the world they were trying to build
0: right it given the yes, fact they have a theme
1: a song they have a theme song with like a barbershop quartet singing oh, about oh, cuphead and Mugman. Men.
0: i remember what i wanted to say now about the sound so one of the really fun things about this game is that uh they have like a narrator kind of guy. He's only there for... No, a better word would be an announcer.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and right, so like, right.
0: Every time you go into a battle, uh, sometimes they'll say different things, but it's pretty much the same thing. And like he'll go...
1: Knock out.
0: Knock out. Get ready to get walloped or something. Like it would be yeah. something related to whatever the uh, boss battle is. Right. I can't remember the exact words, but it was always fun hearing
1: hearing what they were saying right Uh, and i feel like that even ties into the the beginning text before you enter a level like it'll tell you a brief description of the level or when you die it will be text related to that boss like mm -hmm. that boss will be like insulting you yeah
0: they laugh they i think they do have scenes where like they're laughing at you when you die
1: right right that too the animations of (laughs) the oh god there's so much yeah so much but yeah, I think sound design, music design was solid all the way across the board. I agree. No complaints. No complaints.
0: So we're going to our final, um, I guess, category. category. Yeah.
1: Replayability.
0: So is this game replayable? 100% yes, because it has an expert mode that you unlock after you beat the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked already about how there's a black and white mode. Um, to make the game even harder to make it harder (laughs) expert and black and (laughs) white yeah that'd be ridiculous oh god uh you said there was vintage filters if you do certain things to like certain tasks to get it right um and one of the things i did notice when i beat this game i only got to about 90 percent of it i didn't beat one of the bosses actually uh, it was specifically in the king dice area and so because you do not actually have to fight every single boss and yeah game.
1: not all zones are
0: required to complete and so you can come back to this and see oh i want to test my merit against this boss
1: and right and it's frustrating too because like you don't well it's not frustrating but it's interesting that like in some games right if you beat the game you have like the really cool op power-up and now you can go back through things and easily win and it's like no you <laughs> that you just have to play cuphead still it's still the same
0: and i guess one of the things that's gonna be nice about this which is gonna be really fun is that there's a dlc announce we mentioned this earlier in the podcast called right. last delicious course i believe it was called yeah uh and so delicious that'll last be fun. course yes delicious last course and so that'll be fun because uh, I already had a great time playing, uh, going through the gameplay of this game. So, why not, you know, give me more to, to, just to play with? Just give me more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was Is there a difference between playing Cuphead and Mugman? Um, no, I didn't actually check no. that. Okay.
1: They just have slight um, animation differences. Or if you okay. like the color red versus the color blue. That's okay. okay. Yeah. So, I guess that's a that's not really replayability there then
0: <laughs> no
1: yeah. i mean uh, eventually if you if you find a friend that is insane enough to play co-op with you right so you, i that. guess
0: that replayability is there is that you can play this co-op and that makes the game a lot more interesting since it does add more help to them right
1: to the bosses There are pretty much the re- replayability of this game is to make it harder you can play the game harder um or you can you know finish the things that you haven't finished or even you could just play the whole game over again but there isn't you don't really get rewarded for that i don't believe so yeah all right would you want to replay this game i, I personally have. wouldn't <laughs> i already
0: have <laughs> uh, and not even for the podcast part it was for um going and seeing if i could just be on expert mode because like right. i was gonna, how, I how was long is pl-
1: that gonna last right? oh
0: not very long i just wanted to get S right. s rank
1: so yeah. you're probably not going to get it that many more hours out of your game. No, this um, game
0: is probably, for me, just 12 hours. So it's right. not very long for me.
1: It's st- That's still pretty long for an indie game, yeah, I it was I only think. like
0: 20 bucks, I think. So and it's probably well worth
1: it. dropping price on a sale. And plus, the other thing, too, is that it might be even longer for some of you out there. It might be 40 hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it's 40 hours, you're really getting a good bang for your buck.
1: Getting a good bang for your buck and, you know, you got to... Good thing, because you're going to save some money, and you can repair those holes in your wall you've been punching. Yeah.
0: (laughs) My controller.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you got to pay for new controllers, so good thing you're getting a bang out of your buck. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we're going to our final thoughts now. This is what we think of it as a whole. Quinn, do you recommend this game to other people? Is this a must play? I got to have it something. What do you think about this game? And what do you think about it for other people?
1: I, I think, honestly, I feel there's a part of me that wants to say every single person. Like if you enjoy indie games at all, or you like art in games this is a must have just for the fact that visually there's no other game like this and you're not going to find one and this is a very special unique game and unfortunately it is very difficult so if you you're not into difficult games and you're not into just like boss only games um that's a bummer but like for me, like I had to have this game, even though I knew I wasn't gonna finish it. like I think buying this game, I knew I'm not gonna finish it. I'm not the biggest fan of like boss only games because if I get stuck, I get really frustrated. but I just needed to play it for myself. I needed to see the visuals in action. That was worth the price of admission for me. And even if you're you're not interested in this type of game, but you are interested in the art, I recommend at least going and watching someone else play through this game, maybe watching a speed run so you can get all of the characters and stuff like that in within like an hour or an hour and a half. And you can see all the visuals because I feel like that is the reason this game, at, at least for me, the reason to buy this game is for the amount of effort and time and passion went into the look and feel and design and play of this game, and that should be experienced just in its own right. And even if you have to get the game on Steam or Epic or any of these other places, or PlayStation, I don't know if PlayStation you're able to return games, but for places you can return games, it might be even worth it to just download it, play play through it for an hour and a half, and then return it just to get that experience and know like what this game looks like while playing it i think the sound design's great graphics are great everything's good it's just really goddamn hard and you got to keep that in mind
0: i'm gonna one-up you on this i think this is a game that in the very least you must have it in your library
1: at the very least that that is the most everybody should have this game is not the very least (laughs) Like this, but my point is
0: that you should have this in your library. There should be no way that you shouldn't have this game. It is, a, if, even for historical value, I think this is going to become a very important game
1: in the genre, uh, or right, not even in the genre, the, the, the but even animation. Con, contention and, I would say is that not everybody cares about that stuff, and so if you're if you want to go play. Triple A games, and you don't care about any games, then this isn't going to be for you. But if you care at all about any games, I completely agree with you. This is something you should have in your library. But even
0: then, this game is fantastic. Like it, it maybe it doesn't feel like a completely triple A game, but it really does. It is a.
1: I'm talking very about if someone game. plays Battlefield or Call of Duty or NBA 2K Jam or whatever the hell, they're not going to give a damn about Cuphead, no matter if it's in their library or not. I I hear what you're trying to say, but I think. There is definitely a, a person out there that this game is not for. This game to me is
0: like Super Mario. You should have played that game at least once in your life because it's that important to have played a game like that. That's that's how I think of this game. Okay. It, it redefines a lot of uh, art styles. It makes the game difficult, which uh, I find a lot of people, especially people who like uh, dark souls or bloodborne or uh sakiro etc i mean yes they're
1: all done by essentially the same people no but it's... It, it's like it, it i know you don't know any of these games but it's i want to be the guy i want to be the boshi it's those types of games it's yeah. very difficult games are going to be fighting bosses over and over and over again the those games that i mentioned don't have very good graphics and cups cuphead does um but there there are many games like cuphead out there and i know maybe you don't know that Chase but there are many games exactly like Cuphead.
0: They are but not as good not as good looking. I saw Not as good um, looking, yes. But yeah, there I, was I don't know game that I it's saw defining the, genres. There was a game that was done at Games Done Quick and uh, it was like this pixelated uh, person and it was a ridiculous game. It was ridiculous hard. It's definitely harder than Cuphead. Yeah, it could a, it could have been I want to be the Boshi or I, I think, think be it was, the was guy that one. It was like yeah. that number three or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like, I would never want to play that game. It's just ridiculous. It's too hard. But more than that, it didn't look good, you know? And I really think that Cuphead, Cuphead's design and how it looks really brings new life to to video games that you, we would never have thought of doing. And that's why I think it's that type of game that you should have.
1: Okay well regardless it sounds like this game is for a lot of people even if they're not going to play through the whole thing or if they're not going to beat it i think this game is for definitely a lot of people and if you're interested in if you've ever seen a cuphead trailer and you like the art style it's definitely worth the purchase even if you don't make it five hours in so
0: all right guys thank you for so much for listening to our first review I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you love Cuphead now that you're going to go purchase it right now. If you don't <laughs> yeah, have Chase it. is going
1: to force every person to listen to this to go buy Cuphead. <laughs>
0: I want you to tweet me, guys, at BS Gamers Podcast and say, like, hey, I purchased it. And, no, I liked it a lot. Or
1: I hated it. And <laughs> screw you, Chase, for making me spend $20 on a game that I hate.
0: <laughs> it is such a good game.
1: Back to NBA 2K 2019. <laughs> Back to Fortnite. <laughs> Ooh, ouch
0: but you know despite our desire for you to buy this game and play it more importantly than that i think you guys need to rate
1: us <laughs> <laughs> don't we don't go ho- spend money on cuphead and you know rate what's that free. game <laughs> you know what's free is to rate us <laughs> completely free only costs 10 seconds of your time or less money back guaranteed. All you got to do is scroll down and press that five stars. Yes, exactly uh, five stars. None of the others, Exactly. <laughs> no less. If you do less than five stars, you're a pleb. Alright? You're you you're no good. You can't beat Cuphead. That's what you are. You're a person who or, can't beat Cuphead.
0: I'll be, I'll be slightly reasonable. If you really do do less than five stars, please give us a review so that we could actually read what you said. And maybe yeah, we can exactly. learn from it.
1: Or we'll maybe have you on or the podcast. Or even tweet us at BSGamersPodcast. <laughs> like, no. Tell us what you think we can improve us. Tell us if ever... Uh, format for reviews needs improvement or is perfect the way it is we love you chase loves you by cuphead it's good it's great it's phenomenal we'll see you in the next one see you guys soon